Welcome to the I Create Daily Podcast. I'm Leora Alderson. And I'm Devani Alderson. We're your co-hosts on this journey of creativity and productivity. I Create Daily is for artists in every genre of creating, from musicians to writers, crafters to inventors, bloggers to entrepreneurs. I Create Daily is a movement for creators serious about your art. If you're into creating anything, this podcast is definitely for you. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the I Create Daily podcast, a movement for creators serious about their work. And today we're doing a coffee break about, and the topic is compare and despair. I did not say who I was. I'm Devani. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Leora. So yeah, so we've been talking about this concept of focusing on your growth relative to you and not relative to someone else. And I know it's like, it's obvious and it's common sense and you know we hear about this and we know this like intelligently like just commonsensically we know that there's all there are always going to be those who are ahead of us and always there will be those who haven't yet achieved our level of growth in whatever endeavor it may be and everything in between um but in today's world of social media and you know the the photo shoots and the some of them of which may or may not be photoshop (laughs) right right some of which you know so i was going to say may or may not be real um it's easy to kind of get caught up in assuming that what we see is as it is or if you're a creative artist like for instance we just had ran um the iart daily intuitive art challenge for the i create daily for creators facebook community and uh there were people of all ranges of ability participating those who were just starting who in fact there were those who were actually uh more and more writers poets who were so inspired by what they were seeing that they decided they wanted to try and get into visual arts. And so then naturally what they were creating was not going to be necessarily as good in air quotes as the next person, but it's good relative to you and where you are in your journey. And that's the point. And it can be intimidating in today's world to figure out how to, um, make your uh, make your footprint kind of your digital footprint when there's so much amazing art out there to look at and see and then sort of looking at your own like oh well I don't know if this is the quality that other people want to look at or I don't know if this is the type of blog post that people would really want to read but um it's really about putting it out there anyway. We listened to a Seth Godin interview with Chase Jarvis and they were talking about, they lightly touched on a similar topic of it's really about showing up and putting your work out despite what you might feel internally, despite how you might feel internally about your work. And it's less about spending so much time perfecting it and more about spending time making it releasing it and improving on the next iteration of it. And in fact, we have a recent example of that where we published an idea tools article. We, you wrote it, we read it, we emailed it out. And then the next day you were like, I want to add so much more to this. And then you wrote more. And it was like putting the first iteration out was fine and we could have just left it, but we could also just go back and improve it. And we don't have to make it such like such a big deal that, Oh, it wasn't the, perfect the first time it was released but we can improve on it and we have as a writer and editor um mm-hmm. you know and especially you know 
writers and editors know that you shouldn't be editing your own work, you know, like as the final edit, but just that's where we are right now. We're still editing our own work, which means that there's always still going to be something missed. Um, and, you know, like artists of all kinds, you know, we go back to what we've written or what we've painted or created or photos we've taken, whatever it may be. And we see that we tend to see what's wrong. Um, mm -hmm. Not because we're being, uh, well, maybe because we're being self-critical, but but also that's part of how we improve. Mm -hmm. You know, by looking at what's wrong with this picture, you know, part of the thing with artists is like that's our plight in life is to improve upon things. Certainly, that's the way it is for entrepreneurs. Like so many businesses that come up, and some of the most successful ones are those who were people trying to solve a problem for themselves and or for others that they saw in society that that something it could be improved on, and so they did and so that's the thing with and just before sometimes with visual art whether it's photography or video or um uh painting or any sort of visual art there's not like an industry of editors necessarily especially for painting there are editors for photos and videos and stuff but for painting and creating those types of visual arts there's not a field of like i'm an editor for a painter mm -hmm. you know and so it can be harder to receive external feedback because nobody else really knows the vision you're trying to bring to life so you're the only one who knows that maybe it wasn't up to your personal right. standard yeah and so if you're the only one who knows that it can be hard to balance this i want to improve but also i don't want to beat myself up all the time yeah and and you just get your work out there so yeah. so many artists have ended up you know basically delaying their own progress by delaying getting their work out into the world and so you know like Dave, I'm glad you mentioned that article the article is titled uh, ideation tools so you can go to icreatedaily.com slash ideation hyphen tools and you'll see the article that she's talking about and yeah it's like so I actually edited it it wasn't even just written it was edited from having written it about a year ago <laughs> and I edited, I saw it and I was like oh this is really not good and so I really need to work on it and it was one of those that if you've ever written something that just wasn't working out um, or painted something then you just kept trying to fix it in a way and yet you didn't have a clear view of how to do it and part of how that came about is since it is that we've learned about how when you write articles and you name them you have to use keywords that people are actually searching and so sometimes you can get in trouble trying to use a keyword and and then craft your idea to that keyword right. rather than being able to write something and then hope that there's a natural keyword that people are naturally searching and so the concept will link to those other podcasts and articles we have done on seo but it's important for business owners for entrepreneurs for writers for artists to think when it is that you're writing something and putting it out into the world what is it that people are searching for in this topic mm -hmm. you know so is somebody already searching for this topic because if it is that you're writing to get your work out into the world you want it to be found yeah. and in order for it to be found in the crowded world of Google kind of think of it like you know Google is the street corner that the main intersection of the world essentially and they have you know all the street fronts um, or storefronts and or all the streets and so you want to make sure that yours gets seen it's like your billboard in the busy traffic mm -hmm. you know traffic way yeah. of Google so so anyway that's what happened originally with that article it's like okay this keyword is something we should shoot for ideation tools because it's actually something we might be able to rank for as a younger smaller smaller site and it was a forced then 
it kind of became forced and so it didn't work out so well. And then when I read it a year later, I could so clearly see that. And then so I tried to work with editing and it just wasn't really that coming together. We wanted to get it out. We had a deadline to meet because we set, you know, this, this goal of this commitment to basically publish something new each day, uh, send a new email out to our group as well as to our Facebook group, um, to our email list and Facebook group each day. So we did it. Devani read the article. And then afterwards, when I was tuning into it, listening to her audio article, and then also going back and adding a few touches, it's like, ah, there's so much more that needs to be done to this. So it went from being something like maybe 1400 word article, and it ended up at like 3600 words and so much more added to it. And even then, like now I'm looking back at it. So it has two set it has like almost <laughs> three components to it. Yeah. And I realized that I, we can go back in and break it up. So maybe this time next year, we'll go back in and break that into like three different articles. And part of why I'm elaborating on this is because if there's anyone here with their own web website, then this actually may be helpful to you. Um, and that is that, you know, don't assume like, because you put an article out that it can't continue to be honed. In fact, mm -hmm. if you already have a good bit of content on your website, Google actually favors that you go in and improve and update and hone your existing article and content. And it's a great way to practice writing and publishing and releasing work and then going back and editing because yes. it's so much harder to revise and reprint a book. Yes. It's so much harder to revise and uh, uh, redo a video. It's so much harder to revise and redo paintings. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm sure if you're a painter, you can probably figure that out fairly easily if you're a practice painter. But I know for me, redoing an entire painting is like, when you're not a professional painter is just not fun. Yeah. But um, with article writing and having the ho having the having the Hobbit is what I was about to say. <laughs> having the habit, habit <laughs> of publishing articles we on the internet. Hobbits running around. <laughs> we must. Um, having the habit of publishing an article online not only helps you get over the fear of publishing things that are not necessarily up to standards, but also allows you to practice and hone your skills and sort of uh, learn your own voice, learn your own style, improve on it, reflect on it, uh, reiterate, iterate, um, the process of honing and developing your craft of writing and before even doing any published work and also just building an audience, which can be its own whole other coffee break, mm -hmm. but it, it really does help. And it's great. It's cool that we're talking about this because we're also doing a writer's challenge in March. And so all of this is just about a, if you join any challenges, whether it's ours or anybody else's, don't compare your work to yeah. other people doing it. Challenges are supposed to be like me versus me. Like, yes. was I better than I, did I show up? Did I show up every day to do this thing? And did I improve a little bit each day? Just a little bit. And that, and those incremental um, changes and growth adds up over time. And then also just learning to be okay publishing your work. Yeah, definitely. So uh, another example of something we did actually publish that after which it was like, um, it was just never what the original vision was. And so our very first journal, which was not a part of the I Create Daily brand at the time, was uh, the idea was the um, to, to gather wisdom from the community for our, from our, for our gardening site. We have gardensall.com as, as one of the websites in our family portfolio of websites based on um, interests that we have in our family. And my husband Coleman is the primary gardener. And uh, so we have the website and 
uh, Facebook page as well as a Facebook group, Planting for Retirement. Um, and should you be interested in that, Planting for Retirement on Facebook. Um, so anyway, we created a journal uh, based on, it was one of my, another one of my ideas, where we, we created a journal based on the concept of, you know, so many gardeners had such wonderful things to say, like we would share a meme or a quote or someone, and, and people would have and say some of their own wisdoms from of things that they had gleaned from the garden and from nature. This particular one was nature is the best classroom was the quote. And then so many people came in and chimed in and, you know, mm -hmm. made comments about um, from their own experience about the truth of that. Yeah. And it went super viral and we didn't really anticipate that at all. We were just sharing like um, nature is the best classroom. That was literally our quote. Yeah. And we put the, post up there and everybody like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And then sharing their wisdom. Yeah. So, and so then my brilliant idea was that, okay, well, wow, this is like, we need to, you know, grab these quotes, you know, scrape the quotes from the people who have left them and, you know, like the ones that perhaps are most relatable um, and put it in the journal. And well, so my first mistake was to think that, that was easy and it <laughs> wasn't. And as you know, if you've done much on Facebook that the comments and the replies can get embedded. So you have to keep, on, oh, yeah. you know, when you have literally hundreds of thousands of, uh, or tens of thousands of comments in this case, there were lots and lots of areas and sections yeah. to um, unveil, to um, unembed in order to discover the quotes. And, and then you had to sort of edit some of the people's stuff because they didn't necessarily write they the thought concisely and yet it was still a good thought. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so then it all had to be edited. It all had to be scraped from Facebook, put into a document and then edited uh, along with their name. Um, so then the next mistake we made is we should have put that behind an opt-in wall what's known as, you know, where you put your email and you then click and then you get access. And the reason for that, like if you get irritated with doing that for various things that you need to, you know, that you might be interested in, try not to get too annoyed at that because it, it really does serve a good purpose. Not only is it helping the company or brand or artists or creators grow their list so that they can reach the people who are interested in what they're doing. But in this case, it was a total mistake not to because yeah. Going we had back. we had to yeah so we had to try and go back one by one for the people whose quotes we used and like send them, three months after we had put that original right. post up we had to go hunt all the people <laughs> to send them a Facebook message to let them know whether their quote that their quote was in the journal because we thought okay I don't know hundreds of people have these quotes and now they would be glad to buy you know at the, at the very least the people who are in the book would buy the book right would buy the journal and and probably like 150 maybe from the that we used from the thousands of the yeah, submissions. it was. I think I forget exactly how many pages, but let's say it was 150 quotes. Well, guess what? So the surprising thing is, it you can't just click as a page, uh, meaning a business listing on Facebook as opposed to a personal profile. It's called a business page. You can't just click in the person's name and send them a message. You have you can here. now. You can, you can now, now. But back in 2000, back in early 2017, late 2016, you that couldn't. wasn't it was barely emerging as an option and our page didn't have it yet. And so it was like painstaking <laughs> months we spent or, or weeks and weeks of trying to reach these people to let them know. And I would say we might have 
actually gotten through to even 3% of well, the people of those, whose quotes are yeah. actually in the book. We couldn't reach them. They, it just, the message wasn't getting through or else it was getting, getting hidden in those others folders kind of thing. Uh, or they just assumed it was spam. And so they didn't reply. So it's like, okay, that's a lesson. Your lesson after lesson after lesson, you know, and then, we, and then we printed it. So it was our first journal and it looked beautiful digitally. And then when it got printed, the watermarked pages, you know, it's supposed to be a journal and it has beautiful flower watermarked pages as well as some colorful memes with the quotes uh, that they created as well as the written quotes uh, so text quotes and meme quotes mm -hmm. and watermark pages well when you printed it the watermark pages was more pronounced than mm -hmm. in the digital version or at least than we perceive than I perceived it in the digital version mm -hmm. which means that there was less space in the pages to write uh, and to see clearly and to what see you're clearly. writing anyway. So it's like, okay, so so now um, now we've got all those journals. You've got, you know, the boxes of journals to sell that we paid for. You know, it's just like, okay, those are always painful lessons. And so now those are being sold on Amazon for half the price, half the retail price that it was, which means that basically it was already being sold. It was $22 a journal cost by the time we got it all done and we're selling them now for $11 a journal um, just, you know, until the inventory is gone yeah. before we redo it in a better way, applying all the lessons we've learned. So I've gotten a little bit off track from our original topic, but in a way, I mean, compare and despair, that was certainly a, a despair lesson relative mm -hmm. to something that we did that wasn't up to even our standards. And yet, what do you do? You still, you know, it still has still some try, value. Yeah. So you still sell it. And that's part of the creator entrepreneur journey. As you yeah. try something, it doesn't work and you don't, your life isn't over because right. it didn't work. <laughs> right. It certainly feels over at the time. You're just like, oh my gosh, why? Yeah. Yeah. Why did this happen? And, and another thing is like when you see, when you're a brand new artist and you're trying, whether that's writing or whatever you're doing and you're trying things out, I heard, who was it? Uh, J.K. Rowling, so we were watching a video about her and just like her tips for people. She was saying that it's okay in the beginning while you're developing your style and honing your skills to imitate people that you like. Like, that's okay. You can do that. And because you're learning. And I think there's like, in the compare processes, like there's several levels of comparison. There's comparison of the early stages where I'm where you're just like, I really like this person, so let me see if I can write an essay in a similar style to how Stephen Pressfield writes a blog post. Mm -hmm. And that's that's part of like the learning process. So mm -hmm. that's like the side of like comparing and learning, mm -hmm. but then there's the comparing and despairing where you're trying to create something really original and cool, and then you go online and you go look at other, you know, universe photos or, you look at other really cool watercolor flowers and you're like, oh no, but mine's not like that. So it just sucks. So that side of comparing is like the negative non-growth side. Yeah. And don't ever say, don't ever say this. And that is don't say my art will never be as good as that or my flowers will never be as good as it, or I could never do that. Um, because if it's something you aspire to, you will and you can if you practice over time with diligence. And then, you know, it's the thing about uh, 
focusing on your growth relative to you is not just for art, it's for life. It is a life lesson. Um, so yeah, it's like, and don't, and in particular with this social media era of trying to impress others and have these personas and these Instagram photos and what have mm -hmm. you, you know, just being real and yourself and authentic who you are as you are uh, in the end, especially if you're a creator building a brand or an entrepreneur building a business, um, that speaks to people because you want to attract the people who are more like you anyway, relative to those who will enjoy your message, enjoy your work, enjoy your art, your writing, your business um, endeavor, whatever it may be. Um, so just folk, when it comes to a facade or persona, don't worry about presenting the perfect side of you to the world because none of us have that anyway you know and and we all have the just like sharing with you guys here about our flops you know between the article and the the journal and what have you and you know so it you know i used to also look at these things as oh my gosh i'm not going to do it again um, yeah. because you know it's impacting it's stressful to feel like you failed at something but then you just okay let it roll off like water on the duck's back. It's like uh, the Hal Elrod recommended method from the Cutco training, uh, which we'll link to that article here. And the concept is, you know, five minutes, basically five minutes to be frustrated, angry, cry, whatever, scream, uh, but then get over it and move on and do mm -hmm. what you can do um, to make a difference. There's, yeah. there's a quote, Devani, you want to, that's kind of connected to this. Would you like to share? Sure. So the quote is, there are two types of people who will tell you that you cannot make a difference in this world. Those who are afraid to try and those who are afraid you will succeed. And that's by Ray Goforth. 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 So um, don't hang out with those types of people. Hang out with the kind of people who are encouraging you to do the work that you want to do in the world, be who you want to be in the world, and to help you to do more of that. Um, you mentioned the writing, before we let them go, you mentioned the writing challenge, and you mentioned March. So if you're listening to, or watching this after March of 2019, you can still go and sign up to be notified for future challenges. So just go to the iCreateDaily.com website and what's the heading, Devani, that they uh, look for? For the writer's challenge? No, you can just the go whole, all the, the challenges. Whole, all the, it's yeah. just the header. It just says creative challenges in the header of iCreateDaily.com. And you can see all the active challenges, the past challenges, the wait list. We just keep it running and updated as we do different challenges. Yeah, so March of 2019, we'll be doing a writing challenge. And if you're listening to this before March or during like the first week of March, um, iCreateDaily.com slash writing hyphen challenge yeah. is how you can sign up for that. Okay, and so we'd love to see you, and you don't have to already know how to write. I mean, be a writer, in other words, you know, yeah. so it's just, they're, they're all levels, and even if you are have already published books, a lot of people are using challenges like this as sort of like a vehicle, or, you know, almost like a um, an arena within which to, or a classroom within which to decide to come in and get their work done, essentially, like by being immersed in a community of people who are aspiring to do a similar thing. So yeah, we'd love to see you there. So, and always send us a message, creators at iCreateDaddy.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, what, how you liked the episode, what you'd like to see more of. Okay. Bye guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for the I Create Daily podcast. Please let us know what creatives you would like us to interview and what topics you would be interested in hearing more about. 
And if you enjoyed this show, please leave a review on iTunes. We value your feedback. We read all the reviews and it just helps us get the word out on the I Create Daily podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.